Another 50 burger for Giannis, and of course he did it by knocking down two perfect threes with a couple of minutes to go. Uh, the Bucks keep scoring points, a lot of points. They're 4-0 since Chris Middleton's been back in the lineup, but we'll talk about uh, how the Bucks handled this shorthanded Pelicans team tonight, break down the 50-point performance from Giannis and everything in between. Hey, they even cut down the turnovers tonight. It was a nice night and a fun night to be a Bucks fan. Max him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win My name's Kane Pittman. You can see and hear me on this show Monday to Friday and also find my other stuff over at ESPN alongside me, the founder of brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast. Frank Madden for today's episode that's brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. And if you did play Prize Picks tonight and you had the points over for Giannis, probably feeling pretty good because he had 50 in this game frank and of course we thank everyone for making lockdown bucks your first watch or first listen of every weekday and sometimes on the weekend but if you want to know when we do drop our latest shows uh subscribe and hit turn the notifications on and you'll be alerted every time we drop a show make sure you jump on particularly youtube and subscribe and jump in the comments because that's where all the conversation is going on uh pre-game post-game and everything in between. So Giannis scores 50 tonight, Frank. And look, let's be honest. It looked like it was on the cards very, very early in this game. This was an extremely shorthanded Pelicans team. No Zion, no Brandon Ingram, no CJ McCollum. Of course, I'm going to say no Dyson Daniels. So they didn't have a bunch of their rotation guys that have been playing every single night. Giannis was in extreme attack mode. Thunderous dunk in the first couple of minutes of this game. And ultimately, the thing that was going to stop him from scoring 50 in this game was the fact that he didn't play enough on the court. And he only just scraped over 30 minutes in this game. But 20 or 26 from the field, 3 for 4 from 3. Uh, this was a beautifully efficient 50-burger. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I think the the thing that was especially nice, and again, like, you know, Kane, choosing between Giannis 50 burgers, you know, like choosing between your children, right? Like, I mean, well, I don't think we can we ever, to... we, can't, we can't ever beat the, our favorite, 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 unless <laughs> that's, he does that's, something that's wild. Very true. That's yeah. very true. Actually, yes. We do have one child that is by yes. far our favorite game six of the 2020 yes. NBA finals. I stand corrected. But, um, but uh, the fact that I think tonight, I mean, as you said, I mean, he just came out like, uh, very similar to like the Detroit game, just in terms of he had an early three attacking the rim, just, you know, getting where he wanted the, the kind of spin and flush on Valanchunas where the ball like ricocheted back to half court because it was <laughs> dunked with such ferocity. Um, it was, was a little fun little exclamation point on the first quarter. I mean, it was like his first basket. I think. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, he obviously was feeling good and just, I, I I think we need to like pause to, I mean, obviously he got ISOed against Valanchunas repeatedly, especially in that first quarter and um, was able to get to the rim. But I, 
again, like I, I feel like sometimes you just sort of take for granted. Um, and you know, I was, I was watching the game with my wife, and she was like, you know, shouldn't they be like hacking him? Because obviously <laughs> with the free throws and stuff. And I mean, it's a fair point, right? After Friday's game, like the free throw shooting problems there, he started one for four from the foul line again tonight. Um, but I, I think it's kind of like, I mean, he is so quick attacking the either side, the Euro steps. Like he, I, I think in the first quarter, he had one play where he drove and kind of like crossed over, eventually gets to his left hand and gets all the way around Balanchunas. And just the length of the strides that he took, I, I mean, <laughs> obviously Jonas Balanchunas has played against Giannis. Larry Nance has played against Giannis, Herb Jones. I mean, these guys, like it's not like this is like, the first time seeing him. But I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like defending him 1v1, you know, it's like if you're a minor league, you know, hitter and you're used to facing like, you know, 93 mile an hour fastballs. And then all of a sudden someone comes in and they're blowing like 101, you know, on the radar gun. Like it, it's just like next level, his ability to to just hit that turbo button, get to to either side of the paint, Euro step. He's always making you guess. And again, that's part of the skill that I don't think people credit him for. And, and I mean, you know, I do it too. I like, I complain about like some of his limitations from mid range and the post, you know, jump hooks, things like that. But the ball handling and the ambidextrous finishing and the touch in terms of just the feel and the layups and stuff like that. I mean, he had, he had a ton of layups tonight, but um, just the ability to get to those spots, create them for himself and be able to, you know, again, just, he's, so he's got that, obviously we always talk about his power and strength, but you know, just the finesse as a finisher um, is just incredible to watch. And this was just another clinic for him. And, you know, there were a few times where they tried to send doubles and things like that, but you know, it, it didn't feel like the Pelicans ever completely sold out trying to stop him. I thought Indiana probably did more on Friday than, than the Pelicans did tonight. And um you kind of saw the result and, and for him, you know, we saw him hit a Dirk step back. We saw him hit a mid ranger in the first half and then to finish it with his second and third threes. First time all season that he's hit three threes in a game, mm-hmm. which, you know, obviously it's been his worst three point season since probably like the early kid era in terms of percentage. He hasn't shot as many threes, which is a good thing in general, I think, but um very, I mean, very uncharacteristic, obviously, for him to make two threes in a row <laughs> to go from 44 to 50 late. But especially the second one, right? I mean, like, he was just hunting a three with that one. Um, I, I thought he was going to – I expected he was going to shoot that first one because they said – you know, I think Lisa mentioned that the subs were at the were at, were, were at the table, and it was kind of like, all right, Giannis is going to, like, pull up for a three. We know he likes to kind of jack those kind of early pull-up clock threes. Um when teams are not up on him and it kind of felt like, all right, well, maybe he'll try to get in one, one last shot here before the subs come in and buries that one, which was a more typical Giannis three. And then the second one, which was a little bit further out as well. And that's the other thing too. Like Giannis doesn't, Hey, he doesn't really take like longer threes and he definitely doesn't make longer threes. So, so yeah, that was sort of the ultimate sign that this was his night. The fact that he hit not just one, but both of those threes, including that second one. Um, pretty awesome. I talked about first quarter exclamation points. That was obviously uh, the real exclamation point. You know, Spanish where you got the the, the upside <laughs> exclamation point and the regular exclamation point on either end. That, that was Giannis's night tonight. Just exclamation points um, throughout. And uh, I mean, and, and to do that in 30 minutes, right? <laughs> 50 points in 30 minutes. Um, 
given the way that he plays, the way he attacks, and you know, only 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 12 free throw attempts, only seven free throws made tonight. So it wasn't like he was living at the line. He just really was just attacking. I mean, at 20 to 20 of 26, I mean, is a crazy um, number to put up, put up in terms of shooting from the field. We've seen this like a few times where he's had, like, I think it was the Portland game where he had 47. Um, he had some crazy, it was like, what was he like 18 of 21 or something like that in that game. But this was um, just a super, super impressive performance goes without saying, but again, just a reminder of, everything that he's capable of doing and occasionally things that maybe he doesn't do normally with hitting some threes. Uh, it was just his night. I didn't, I, I know this is very easy to say now because he did it, but when he was coming down the floor and he was demanding the ball out of Drew Holiday's hands to give him the rock and get out of the way, I just kind of expected that he was going to hit it because he does funny things like that. Like the, even the last game with the hacker Giannis, all of a sudden now he starts knocking down free throws. We know he, uh, past Kareem for the all-time record with a three. Like, he, he has got, like, this weird history. Obviously, the finals with all the free throws. He has, not that this was a high-pressure situation, but to get to 50, he was clearly very aware of it. And we always know that he's very aware of uh, his scoring and his stats. Uh, one other play that was just, like, hilarious to me in the first quarter was when Alvarado was doing Alvarado things and trying to poke the ball away. And then Giannis just, like, picked up the ball like this, took like one dribble, two steps and laid it in. And I'm like, all right. I mean, it's like, okay. I mean, and Lisa said it on the broadcast, you know, he just treated the, te- the uh, basketball like it was a tennis ball, like just a hilarious play. I mean, he does so many things like that, but he was awesome tonight. The one other thing I'll say is, so he knocked down the first three and then the guys were at the scorer's table and it looked like Giannis, well, first of all, he had five fouls, so it wouldn't have mattered if he fouled. He wouldn't have had a chance to, to get that shot off, I guess. Um, I don't think he had another foul after that. But he, he looked like he was about to contest and almost he put his hands back. I, I just wonder if there was a whistle on that play for another player, whether he would have, he probably would have protested to stay in the game for one more <laughs> possession. And I'm curious to know what Bud would have done uh, in this game. It would have been fascinating to see. But uh, we're happy that there was no foul, there was no whistle, and then he was able to go forward. There's plenty more to talk about from this game. As much as the Bucks scored, it was another game where they gave up a whole bunch of points as well, which has been a, a pretty continuous theme for this team. But let's talk about prize picks. Daily Fantasy made easy. And if you're not aware of what prize picks uh, is or what you can do with prize picks, you pick two to six players. And if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money. As I said earlier, if you had the over for the Giannis points, pretty sure you're feeling good tonight. There's no competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Price Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. Uh, it includes NFL as well. We've got a Super Bowl now. Uh, NBA, hockey, college sports, everything like that. So you can check it out and entries can be made in under 60 seconds. It's that easy. It's safe and fast. So download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100 bucks, Price Picks will give you 100 Deposit 50, they'll give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. So we can continue talking about Giannis because, I mean, there is plenty to discuss. But in terms of other interesting notes from the box score tonight, Frank, they hit threes again. 17 to 43, they're up at above 39 percent there they've scored over 130 points in three to four games since chris milton's been back i'm not saying that he's but that's that's just a a marker that we can look at four and oh in that stretch they haven't exactly come up against 
juggernaut defensive teams, it's fair to say. And there's been some injury luck with the shorthanded stuff. Obviously, tonight's a game you just you have to get. But the other thing is that there was only 11 turnovers. And I asked you the other night about the way the Pacers scored. And it was kind of similar tonight. I never thought the Bucs were going to lose. But they were giving up a bunch of points. And there was some of those just wild possessions where they're just throwing the ball forward, getting layups down the other end. And the Bucs did get a little bit careless at time. There was one point where Drew Holiday, who had three turnovers himself tonight, tried to throw a lob, I guess, to to Grayson Allen. and, And Bud called timeout. And you could see on the screen, a bud just kind of went up to Drew and was just like, what the hell are you doing? And that, and so there was still just like a few moments like that. I had a conversation with a listener. I believe the YouTube name is, is Tish. Anyway, I'm sure they know who they are. And they said that this Bucks team is not a title contender right now. They're not playing defense at a championship level. But I, as I watch around the league, I mean, we are seeing a lot of this. I, I feel totally fine about the Bucks defense when they knuckle down, when they're playing teams where they feel like they have to defend, but they are sort of in cruise control, but I still have to look at this last little stretch here and say, I'm just glad that they're knocking down shots. I'm glad that the offense looks great. I love some of the lineups they can do with Chris, who actually played 18 minutes tonight. He broke the magical 15 minute barrier. (laughs) So overall, I I do, I do. Surely they're just taking advantage of some teams they should be. Um, But we, we needed to see some offense at some point. I'm, I'm happy with this last stretch that we've seen. Yeah, I, I mean, their defensive rating tonight was 107.8, which is yeah, below bad. their season average. I mean, that that's better than the number one ranked defense in the league. So the um, pace is just it, the pace. Yeah, is it was a, it was just a relatively fast paced game. So the the 110 uh, number from the Pelicans actually was not a bad effort. And like you said, it felt like the Pelicans use the three ball to, to kind of stay in the game. But I, it was weird looking at the box score. I mean, it felt like they hit more threes in the bucks, at least in my kind mm-hmm. of perception of, of the flow of the game, but they were 13 to 30, 13 to 34. As you said, the bucks were 17 to 43. So the bucks actually were slightly higher in terms of percentage. Um, in addition to, uh, you know, taking, taking more, more threes, hitting more of them. Um, so yeah. And, and the bucks also 26 of 30 at the rim tonight, just, you know, I think we know who who, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> who was the primary contributor to that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I think just overall, I mean, just looking at like kind of every, everybody um, or kind of the, the whole kind of story here, uh, you know, great on the defensive glass, 83% defensive rebound rate. Um, didn't really, the Pelicans actually had a higher free throw rate, but it was still like very low. Um, and then, you know, effective field goal percentage well below average at 52% for them tonight. And really the only thing they did was take care of the ball reasonably well. What the Bucks did actually take, take had a, an even lower turnover percentage, which is like, Hey, if the Bucks, you know, have the better turnover percentage than our opponents, it feels like you're, you know, starting up, you know, 10, nothing or something like that, you know, because they've, they've given away so many kind of cheap points that way. So, so yeah, I mean, I think defensively you're, you're fine with what you saw tonight. I mean, we should acknowledge obviously this Pelican teams, as you said, I mean, they're struggling yeah. right now. This is eight straight losses. They're missing Zion. I mean, I thought it was curious. Um, did they did they actually play? I thought they played Friday. Did they, did they actually play yesterday? Um, was this a back to back? I didn't think. I, it was. I thought I thought they did, but I might be wrong. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you knew when you heard kind of coming into the game that um, that uh, well, let's see no. um, when you heard when you saw kind of coming to the game that they were going to rest McCollum and then Brandon Ingram has just like literally played his first game. I think. Uh, in in 
like two months uh, the other night, uh, you know, you felt like, okay, of course the Bucks should win this game. I thought, you know, I saw some comments about, like, oh, no, should the Bucks rest, you know, their guys as well? And I was kind of like, man, what? You can't screw over, you can't screw over your home fans just because yeah. the Washington other lost not, by the way. Okay, there you go. So yeah. it was a back to back. So you know, again, not, not shocking, especially with Ingram. Like you know, Ingram's not going to play a back to back given he just came back from an injury. But um, and again, this is kind of highlighting something. Obviously, we've been talking about this, been this recurring discussion point, right, with the Nuggets game as well. You know, again, like sometimes you're on the good end of these situations where you're you have a day of rest and the other team doesn't and you know that's where you need to take care of, of business as the bucks have this week um but we know the flip side is going to happen to you as well the 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 denver game that the bucks are going to play next month i think um is on the second night of a back-to-back if yeah. i recall correctly so good job nba you know, you know like people complaining about the nuggets having to play on the second night of a back-to-back and you know us being denied the Yon- the Giannis Jokic mac matchup well we may get it again in Denver um, and especially at altitude, right? Like that's like doubly brutal having to get a second night of a back-to-back um, in, uh, in Denver. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, again, if it's felt like this week has really just been about kind of holding serve, right? Detroit, the Nuggets C team, uh, Indiana, and, and now a very much kind of B B slash C team Pelican squad. You should have won all those games, but, you did, right? And, and I mean, ultimately, um, you know, there were probably, especially uh, on Wednesday and Friday, there was probably a little bit more effort than you would have liked was required to do so. But for the most part, again, like you win by 25, 20, 25 points against that Detroit, you win by, you know, tw- by 20 against Detroit, you win by 25 tonight. That's what you're supposed to do, right? And you didn't have to play Giannis, you know, 38 minutes to to win this game. So check, check the box, you know, move on and uh, keep racking up these wins. Cause you know, you're st- again, f- for as weird as the season has been, you're still right in the thick of everything in terms of the East playoff race, the Celtics had lost three in a row before they barely pulled one out last night. That would have been interesting uh, if the Celtics had lost against the Lakers, which they very maybe should have, uh, then you would have been just a loss behind them for the East lead. Uh, and Philly, which has been surging and had an awesome performance from Joel Embiid against Jokic yesterday, they win. They've been on a huge roll. Uh, they're just basically what, like one win, up, one loss up, I think, on the Bucks as well. So, hey, great time to yeah. start getting healthy. Great time to start playing better basketball. Um, you know, Chris Middleton didn't have the monster first half that we saw on Friday, uh, but I thought again he looked like he was in a comfortable rhythm. You know, nine points, not anything big in 18 minutes but um you know when you just think about it on like a per minute basis like hey like nine and 18 minutes like that's fine obviously he's not going to be scoring 17 in in 15 minutes every night four assists again tonight which didn't include i thought he had that one play where he threw a nice little dish to Giannis going down um the center of the floor in a in transition play and it kind of it was kind of funny because it like with anybody else i would have been like um like it, it looked like almost like Giannis might have been like a kind of a hospital ball situation mm-hmm. but with chris it was time just perfectly Giannis got fouled so he doesn't even get an assist out of it um but i kind of was like all right javon carter take notes watch watch what chris middleton does watch how chris gets Giannis the ball uh in transition so um so yeah i mean just continue that ramp up continue not seeing Chris Middleton on the injury report. As you've pointed out, we like to see 
no Chris Middleton on the injury report. That's kind of refreshing to see and uh, keep getting him kind of these reps. And Hey, if the, you know, you're going to get some easier games, you can kind of ease him in a little bit and you don't even really feel pressured to have to play him more minutes or play him extend time in the fourth. We actually did see him in the fourth quarter tonight, which was nice to see that that was at least an option. Um, but I think the interesting thing is, I mean, basically you're not seeing like pretty much any time with Giannis, Chris and Drew all playing together because Chris is coming off the bench and playing pretty limited minutes. You're, you're pretty much staggering those guys and you're, you're never really generally getting more than two of them on the floor at a time. And I think um, obviously you're, you will want to start doing that very soon, starting them, getting them, you know, reps playing together. But I think you're seeing the, the upside of that from an offensive standpoint uh, with Chris playing on the floor, obviously, you know, Joe Ingles, his passing, his ability to read the game and be a connector. Uh, and then, you know, Pat Connaughton, I didn't have another big night tonight, but again, just guys like Pat um, starting to hit threes. And as we've been talking about, obviously the three point shooting has, has come around significantly and, you know, you get three point shooting plus Giannis doing Giannis stuff, dominating inside. You're going to score a ton of points and it's, it's wild. It seems like no matter how many points the Bucks score can, like they don't move up in <laughs> the offensive, offensive ratings. I think they were still like 23rd last time I checked. Uh, so I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. They're going to need to actually like keep scoring and seemingly at this high rate to, uh, to get to average anytime soon. But, um, as long as you're winning games, whatever, I'm not going to be, be too stressed about it. Yeah. I wanted to look that up. Uh, even just over literally the last four games that, that Chris has played, it hasn't updated yet. So this is the last four games, including the game before Chris played. But even in that stretch with an offensive rating of 117.9, they're still only 10th. I mean, teams are just scoring yeah. uh, all over the league. I wanted to say, give some positivity to Grayson Allen, by the way, but uh, I'll get to that after I talk about the company that you're familiar with, uh, Frank, and that's TurboTax. Uh, go to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Meet with an expert who, who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can uh, not do your taxes. Uh, Frank, show your eyes things that are not taxes. Unpack a moving box of not taxes. Taste, not taxes. Sing, not taxes, a lullaby. <laughs> Hope, not taxes, sleeps through the night. Grab a saddle and ride, not taxes, into the sunset. With TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish ensuring your taxes are done right so you can relax. It feels good to be done with your taxes, doesn't it? Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit, TurboTax, full service products. Apply video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Chris, by the way, one thing that we have to mention with Chris Milton, if you look at his line for tonight he was four for nine from the field one for three from the three-point line but he threw down a thunderous one-hand dunk and when he when he was about i mean that to was the up, highlight of the game you asked the bucks bench i don't think there's any question Giannis scored 50 had some awesome plays but no question what was the bucks highlight of the game from from the locker room i don't think there's any doubt I was just at least a little bit concerned when he took off that he wasn't going to get up there and throw it down, but he did. It reminded me of, actually, when he had that 50-point game against Washington a few years ago, uh, he got the 50 with a dunk as well. So from time to time, he can throw it down. He had that dunk on Jimmy Butler, I believe, in a preseason game a few years ago. So uh, a rare treat. Not often. I've seen Joe Ingles was laughing with him, and Joe potentially could have had a fast break, but he... 
maybe intentionally got a little bit fumbly. I'm not 100% sure. But Grayson Allen, I, I, and look, we're about to get into February, Frank. So the trade deadline, Feb 9, coming up very, very quickly. Uh, I just want to say Grayson Allen, I, he he does some little things that, that are pretty nice. We've spoken about him defensively and said that, look, it's not necessarily lack of effort. It's not that we think he's a horrible defender. It's more just like the size-related stuff when it comes to him. But he does have this knack for whether it's poking away steals, getting his hands in deflections. He's really good on the offensive glass of f- using his athleticism and flying up and getting those tap backs that then create second chance opportunities. So I didn't think he did anything crazy tonight. It's interesting that he was a zero plus minus in 25 minutes, which seems hard to do because there are some big numbers there with some of the other lineups that they went on a run. But yeah, he he has a go. He has a crack. There's no doubt. You can't deny that uh, he doesn't try on the defensive end and he does come up certainly more so probably in the last month or so i've noticed he just comes up with these little plays which is nice uh well, what does that mean moving forward i'm not sure frank but uh, some grace and allen positivity is nice i think he's having a pretty good season honestly yeah my only my only beef uh he, he what i think he was he deflected that pass that Giannis then came up with and then Giannis threw it up ahead for him and he kind of got caught in between i don't know if he got caught in between like trying to like if he was going to dunk it or lay it up but yeah kind of biffed the layup cost Giannis an assist which you know yeah. i'm not you know i'm not happy about king no. um but uh but yeah i mean as you said i mean he's again i've said it before he's a good nba player i think especially from like a trade perspective i mean the bucks are just in this spot where i think a matchup against boston is just sort of uniquely challenging for him and i think the other thing too which you know pat getting on this run of late has underscored to to me a bit just the the space that Grayson needs to feel comfortable taking threes. Um, I think he hit, I think he did hit a pull up off the dribble three, like early in transition uh, in this game. But for the most part, you know, Pat is just a guy who will does not need much airspace to to shoot a three and gets them up at a at a very high rate. And you know, seeing those two guys kind of start together. Pat, Pat does not have, I don't think, you know, the, the as well-rounded um, a game as as Grayson does offensively, but he knows his role, right? I mean, he's he's jacking threes. He's kind of crashing the glass. Grayson, to, to his credit, I think Grayson's done a really good job this year of, like, being the guy that, like, just jumps in and, like, tries to just, like, tip balls and, and create yeah. second-chance opportunities. You know, again, he's never going to be, like, a, a big rebound number guy, but... Um, and I think Grayson's, you know, better as a passer than than Pat is by, you know, maybe not a huge margin, but but a little bit. And you know, again, just ball handling, I think Grayson's just a little bit better. But again, like the, the the definition of what you need from call it the fifth starter in this, you know, right now with Chris not starting, obviously, you know, it's the fourth and fifth starters. But um, but again, just looking at the the three point numbers. You know, Grayson, six, six th- threes attempted per 36. His, his attempt numbers are down this year, even though he's shooting at 40% this year, which is great, um, versus Pat's at, at almost nine threes attempted per 36. And obviously, mm-hmm. Pat hasn't, didn't, didn't, you know, really struggled early. He's up to 36% now from three, which is great to see because, you know, again, because he's, he's getting them up. Um, and he actually, uh, the the other leaders for the Bucks right now in terms of three point threes per thirty six minutes. Can you can you guess who lead? I'm just attempts. Can you guess who leads the Bucks in three pointers attempted per thirty six minutes? Um, 
36 minutes. I'm trying to think of someone that doesn't play that many minutes. Uh, like Brooke Lopez? No. Brooke is at uh, only six threes per 36. I'll give you a hint. This player did not play tonight. And when he does play, I usually complain about it. But the man can shoot the lights out. Ah, the young fella. AJ. A- AJ Green, 11.53s <laughs> attempted per 36. Well, he knows why he's he, out there. He knows he, why he's out there. He gets them up and he's shot 40% from three. And that's, you know, that's exactly what you said. That's knowing your role. Um, and and also to his credit, I mean, he only takes a little over two twos per 36 minutes, which is, you know, a tiny minuscule, right? Um, actually, not that that much less than that, not that many fewer than than Pat, but um, but 64% on 2.32s attempted per 36. So shout out to, to AJ Green as much as I um, like to complain when he plays. But uh, but yeah, Pat almost nine threes attempted per thirty six, and Grayson at at six. Uh, Chris, by the way, just for a frame of reference, Chris so far almost also almost nine threes attempted per thirty six minutes, which I think would be by far his his career high. Chris, not a guy that you know has jacked like you know AJ Green <laughs> type type numbers of threes. He was Chris was at seven point three threes attempted per thirty six last year, and interestingly, when they win the championship. 2021 only 5.8 threes attempted per 36. So again, he, you know, we know with Chris, obviously he loves the mid range, um, but he has, he has been jacking from three uh, early and often so far this year. And, you know, Hey, if he's going to shoot, a, I'm, I'm okay with him shooting a little bit, you know, his, his three point numbers being down a little bit, if it means that he's just shooting more of them, because it's a good shot. I mean, he's a great shooter, obviously. So, uh, so anyway, but we'll see, we will see how long, if, if we continue to talk about Grayson Allen after the trade deadline or if he is somewhere else. But, you know, right now, um, thankfully, just a lot of guys contributing. Your guy, Joe Ingles. How, how did you – the only thing you mentioned about Joe Ingles was him, you know, potentially intentionally uh, losing a fast break attempt so he doesn't have to try to dunk. Three for five from three tonight for Joe, three assists, no turnovers, plus 21 in 26 minutes. That's a very Joe Ingles line. And also shout out to Wes Matthews, my guy, Wes. Uh, fellow Rocky Rococo lover, Wes Matthews, three for six tonight, two for four from three, eight points. And uh, he's not, it wasn't the game high, but he was plus, plus 31 in 20 mm-hmm. minutes tonight. Drew was plus 37 in 30 minutes tonight. So uh, yeah, there's some, some pretty, some pretty funny uh, plus minus lines tonight, which again, like beware of, of reading too much in a single game plus minus, but it, it does at least tell the story of when teams, kind of made runs and things like that. Like Javon Carter was minus 15 tonight. Was, was that because Javon Carter was bad? No, but just happened that the Bucks were bad when he was on the floor in 13 minutes. So go figure. No, you're, uh, you're I don't know why. Uh, from time to time, there's some negativity towards uh, your man, uh, Wesley Matthews, but uh, just every time he plays, just continues to be a really solid player on both ends of the floor. And you know that he's got no troubles with getting up threes as well and has that size that the Bucks. I generally like size and strength, I would say, defensively as well. So still a guy that I think can play in the postseason. Uh, make sure you check out the Locked On Game to Game podcast. Get all the recaps from around the league and all the games that are happening in 60 seconds. So it's a pretty easy podcast to listen to. Get that on your Locked On NBA feed uh, and hit subscribe there. The Bucks have got a night off, which is nice. No back-to-backs here. Then they play the Charlotte Hornets. And by the way, they owe the Charlotte Hornets. If you remember back mm. a few weeks ago, 138 to 109. And everyone played by Chris pretty much. So that was just a disastrous night for the Bucs. They owe them. 
Hopefully they continue this. Is Lamelo is Lamelo hurt right now? Did I hear that right? That he's he's. He, I think yeah. he may have. I think he may have um, gotten hurt recently. Which you know, maybe the Bucks need Lamelo Ball to be hurt. Um, yeah, he, he's had some big games. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe he is playing. Maybe he's playing. So I, I I could I could be mistaken. But yeah, let's just say this: I do not foresee the Bucks losing by twenty points to the Hornets again. Uh, but you know, famous last words. So. All right. Well, we'll have a podcast before then anyway, getting lots of people wanting us to talk again about the trade deadline. We'll have to uh, scrape out some time to knock uh, one of those podcasts out as we get a little bit closer and some rumors start to fly around. But anyway, make sure you subscribe, turn the notifications onto the podcast and you'll know when we do do it. Uh, Bucks beat the Pelicans and Giannis, another 50-point game. We love it. Uh, One of our favorite varieties of podcasts. We'll catch you all tomorrow.